Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I'm your host, David. And if you listened to my train wreck um, of my last episode, thank you <laughs> for sticking it out with me. Um, that was more of a mini episode. I was just kind of addressing some misconceptions that I'm hearing kind of a lot, um, both directed to me specifically and kind of just on the internet in general. And I wanted to clear that up and also just kind of elaborate on what some of my thoughts were on uh, traditional Wicca. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You can go listen to it if you want to, but it's also hot garbage and you don't have to if you don't feel like it. <laughs> okay, so um, a few weeks ago, um, I did a Q&A episode, actually two of them, uh, one by myself and one with uh, Jay Gravatt from That Kentucky Witch. And this list I kind of have of common questions, I'm going to start going through it and making actual like full-length episodes on particular topics instead of just doing like a rapid fire question and answer so one of the questions i get a lot um or questions like more than one um is firstly like what is paganism like what does it mean to be pagan and then also are wiccans pagans so this is kind of a loaded question and as with most things i'm speaking only for myself so if you don't like my definitions of things that's totally fine but this is what I think about it. So paganism, um, the actual definition of the word, uh, is a term first used in the 4th century by early Christians for people in the Roman Empire who practiced polytheism in contrast with uh, Christian monotheism. Um, and this was either because they were increasingly rural and provincial relative to the Christian population who lived in cities or because they were not, um, quote, soldiers of Christ. Um, alternate terms and Christian texts for the same groups were Hellene, Gentile, heathen, etc. And uh, ritual sacrifice was kind of an important part of Greco-Roman religion, and it was regarded as an indication of whether or not someone was Christian or not Christian. So let's talk about this. So there's different definitions on what it means to be pagan. Um, defining paganism is kind of hard. Um, it's kind of complicated to nail it down. And a lot of people don't agree on what the word paganism means, what pagan means. So I'm going to go through kind of the common definitions of what that means and what people think. And if you feel like it resonates with you, that's awesome. And if you don't, that's fine too. But hopefully this can kind of just give you some context. So the term pagan as it's used today is kind of a comprehensive term it's used to designate a variety of traditions and practices which revere nature as sacred. They draw on the pre-Christian religions of the past, and they use rituals and myths creatively, sharing a seasonal cycle of festivals and are usually, but not always, polytheistic, at least to the extent of acknowledging the divine as both masculine and feminine. Um, the folklorologist Tanya Lerman pointed out that it's a term which implies a polytheistic nature religion whose deities are meant to be personifications of nature, as they were often found within ancient pantheons. So, in North America, um, neo-paganism is often what's used instead of the term paganism in some academic circles, and that's to differentiate between the pre-Christian religions of the past and the ancient world in contrast with modern paganism. But um, not everyone likes neo-pagan because... Some people think that neo means like quasi or like not really pagan. Um, so sometimes people think that it makes their practice sound inauthentic. 
Um, but in the United Kingdom, in contrast to North America, the term neopaganism isn't really used that much um, among researchers or practitioners. Um, mostly they just say that they're pagan. Um, but let's talk about what this can mean. So I'm going to give you three interpretations. The first one, interpretation one, is country dweller. So according to Ronald Hutton, there are three meanings that have usually been ascribed to the word pagan. And the first one means country dweller. Um, it's an interpretation that seems to have developed mainly within the romantic literature of the 19th century in Victorian England. Um, there was kind of a fascination with being in the countryside and being close to nature because people were not satisfied with city living. Um, so there's a growing interest in the environment and the urge to leave the town cities behind and kind of just commune with nature again. Um, so this kind of led to the usage of the term pagan to mean someone who lived in a country or rural area. Um, and a lot of people think that the growth of urban areas during the Victorian era caused kind of like this over the top fascination with like pre-Christian England in the 1870s specifically. So Pan, um, who was a Greek deity originally, he became seen as a great god of nature and was associated with kind of these images of pagan and paganism. Um, so this veneration of nature and modern paganism that we're seeing as like the earth being divine and life being in all of nature has kind of led to this association with like a reverence for the wild and untamed part of life. Um, there's like a romantic attachment to the countryside, dreams of living away from towns, being closer with nature. You get it. Um, interpretation number two is civilian. And I referenced this very briefly um, a moment ago when I referred to Christians calling themselves soldiers of Christ. And that's kind of what this means. So by the second and third centuries, um, pagans were considered to not be part of God's army, quote, so among early Christians, pagans meant they were civilians, meaning not soldiers for Christ. Um, but this meaning didn't last very long, and it kind of died out by the 4th century. And by this time, pagans simply just meant people that hadn't been baptized. And it kind of seems to be kind of an insult around this point, because it was kind of a term Christians would use to look down on people that were not part of their religion. Um and sometimes pagans might kind of identify with this definition. I would say that a lot of them maybe don't because if we're using the term pagan to describe ourselves as not being Christian, then it's kind of putting us in a weird place where we're saying that, oh, being pagan means you're like against Christianity and we're defining ourselves by what we are not instead of by what we are. So that's not my favorite term because of this reason. I think there might be a few people that agree with me as well. So interpretation number three, meaning locality. So um, the third and final meaning that I'll discuss here is that pagan simply means followers of the religions of locality, meaning the old rooted faiths of the place instead of a new universal faith, which was Christianity. Um, so in the sixth century, pagans just meant not Christian. Um, didn't really mean that you were a civilian or whatever, it just meant you were not Christian. So the interpretation of pagan as a follower of a local religion has kind of become more noticeable um, because a lot of energy work and spirit work for people that kind of follow pagan paths 
we're creating links of energy with the land of the place and the local area. And we're celebrating the local plants and the local animals of where we are. And it's the spirit of the place. Um, a somewhat recent account of pagan Druidry from the 1990s by Emma Ristall, uh, who was the joint chief of the British Druid order. She said, paganism is a religion of locality. It is where the devotees revere spirits of the landscapes around them, the water courses and wells on which they depend, the soil of the fields and the forests that surround them, and the sprites and the elementals, sometimes to deification, is the basic attitude and the pagan mentality that the spirit of the land is the most potent force. And that was a quote from uh, in 1998. So these are kind of the three academic versions of the definition of paganism. Um, I think a lot of people nowadays probably just mean pagan to mean that they're identifying their spirituality with pre-Christian traditions, which I think are oftentimes European. So um, that might mean Greek Hellenism, ancient Roman religion. That might mean uh, Kemeticism, which is the revived faith in the Egyptian gods. Um, it might be Asatru or heathenry, which is the revived tradition of the worship of the Norse gods, etc. Um so to get to the second part of the question, and that is, are witches pagan? Um, sometimes they could be. Um, witchcraft isn't really um, a religion. It's not really attached to a certain belief system because you can kind of believe anything or nothing and practice witchcraft and use magic. Um, the question maybe more so is, is Wicca pagan or Wiccans pagans? And I think you'll probably get a different answer depending on everyone that you ask. If you asked 10 Wiccans if they were pagan, you probably would get 10 answers from all of them. Um, some would say yes, and some would say that because though Wicca is not ancient, a lot of the ideas within Wicca come from things that are very old. Um, so some might say yes, and some might say no because they're acknowledging Wicca as being a modern religious movement and revived religious tradition, etc. Um, it really just depends on who you ask. So let's get into some categories of paganism. Maybe this can help you kind of find your place in this. So there's what academic studies call paleopaganism. Um, and this is referring to original polytheistic nature-centered faiths like the pre-Hellenic Greek religion, the pre-Imperial Roman religion, um, Germanic paganism, Celtic polytheism, etc. Next, there is Mesopaganism. And it's a group which has been or significantly influenced by monotheistic, dualistic, or non-theistic worldviews, but has been able to maintain independence of religious practice. So this would include um, a lot of the Aboriginal traditions of the Americas, as well as the Australian Aboriginal traditions. This would include the Norse paganism of the Viking Age, as well as some new age spirituality, um, spiritualism, many African diasporic faiths like Haitian voodoo, uh, Santeria, Espiritu, and all that stuff. Um, some people include Wicca in this category, um, particularly um, there was a man called Isaac Bonowitz, um, who was a neo-Druid, and he said that Wicca was part of this group. Some people disagree. And then there's what probably most of us are more familiar with, which is the term neo-paganism. And this is a movement by modern people to revive these pre-Christian traditions 
um, and spiritual paths, and it frequently incorporates contemporary liberal values, but not always, and it is not the same as ancient paganism. And this definition might include Wicca, Druidry, heathenry, um, and the Slavic native faith. And Prudence Jones and Nick Pennick, um, who wrote a book called A History of Pagan Europe in 1995, they classify pagan religions as characterized by the following traits. So polytheistic, meaning they recognize a plurality of several divine beings, which may or may not be considered aspects of one unity. Um, and this is kind of where we get the distinction between soft polytheism and hard polytheism. So if you ever heard someone say, I'm a hard polytheist, what that means is that they believe there are many gods and that each of those gods are separate and distinct from each other. They're not part of a larger whole, they're their own thing. Um, however, soft polytheism means that they are connected. So if you listen to my episode where I talked about monism, that's kind of what that means. It means that there are many gods and we're acknowledging many gods, but I believe that these gods are kind of aspects of one larger whole. Um, the next kind of categorization, um, the next characteristic, excuse me, is that it's nature-based. So some pagan religions have a concept of the divinity of nature, which they view as a manifestation of the divine and not as the fallen creation, which Christianity describes. Um, and there's also some debate among people if certain paths are nature-based or not. Some people like to say Wicca is nature-based. Um, I would say that I don't consider it to be. I think that nature is an important part of it, um, and it's certainly held as being important. But to say that the entire belief system is nature-based, I don't know if I would say that's accurate. And then lastly, we have the sacred feminine. So some pagan religions recognize the divine feminine, um, often called the goddess or perhaps many goddesses, and sometimes they coexist with male divinity, or sometimes they do not acknowledge a male divinity at all. So um, there are many faiths that acknowledge both a god and a goddess, or perhaps many gods and goddesses. Um, but there are some examples, such as uh, Dianic Wicca, that acknowledge only a goddess. So that's a lot of information. <laughs> and I appreciate you sticking around, but I know there's a lot of uh, arguing back and forth that I've seen on the internet lately about paganism and what is paganism and who gets to say they're pagan and is Wicca pagan and all that kind of stuff. So I know these two little mini episodes were not um, maybe the most fun I've ever posted, but I hope that they were informational and I hope they can kind of help you navigate uh, the witchy internet, which can sometimes be a challenging place to exist. But that's all I have for you this week and I will see you next time.